We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. It's the Bart Winkler Show. This is Friday, December 1st. Big day in the Winkler household. This means that, uh, well, first of all, it's a weekend. My kid, who's at daycare, loves weekends. He's already, like, trained on what a three-day week. I think he likes school. But with Thanksgiving, they had uh, Wednesday and Friday off. And all he was talking about all weekend was it was a five-day weekend. And then Sunday night, he, like, got the Sunday scaries, knowing that he'd have to go back to school. It's like this kid's four years old. And he's already freaking out when he hears the 60 minutes clock after uh the nfl game so that's uh you know some things you instill in your kids and you're like did they learn that too early in their life or do you, do you wish they would have learned it earlier than you did and this kid's got the sunday scaries already so that's uh that's great bucks bulls on thursday night uh go live after that game so i'm gonna do my little song and dance here and then I'll uh, provide that as the rest of the episode, which is also on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream, Dan Shaney Insurance. And you can check him out with his new and improved website that the guys from Sun Ant Interactive did. So, again, it's, it's people helping people, man. It's people helping people here in the Bart Winkler universe or the Winklerverse. Uh, and I do want to thank some of you guys again. I'm going to miss people. God, I hope not. I'm trying to get everybody who has tweeted me their posted to me their uh, Spotify wrapped. I want to make sure that I can acknowledge everybody that has done that. I did. Where did I stop yesterday? I think I gave Zach a shout out. And then as soon as I gave him one, uh, I saw one guy that even eclipsed Zach. There's a guy here. I don't even know how this is possible. William Croak. Croaky croak. Um, it says he listened to the show for two twenty six thousand five hundred twenty minutes. A top point one percent fan. So if I do, if I do twenty six thousand five hundred minutes, how many minutes divided, uh, divided by what? Let's say an episode is sixty five minutes on average. Uh, that'd be 470, 407 episodes. I haven't done that much. 
are you, Bill, are you like listening to these twice? You just let this thing roll? I don't know, but that's really cool. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. So I don't know that anybody can beat that number. Uh, other people, Martinez, I'm his number one podcast. He's an OG. Joey, 7,200 minutes. Number one on the original Depots list. Bucky Boyd, 17,000 minutes. Only eclipsed by a guy who lets it play when he sleeps, I guess. Top 5%, top 0.5% fan. Uh, who else do we got here? Grego, Chetta Greg, 13,000 minutes. Big Me Math, number one on his list, 9,000 minutes. Q with 8,000 minutes, but he was probably on for 9,000 minutes. So that makes sense. Uh, Chris with 15,000 minutes. And Gene says, in Coach Bud's voice, only top 8%, I will be better. Switched over me, uh, switched over to the YouTube too many times to see Tim Shea's face. 6,000 minutes for Austin. And then Marcus, some of you guys don't have Spotify. Marcus, I listen to more Bart Winkler show than any of you. I'm going to listen to Spotify next year to prove it. Fuck you, Apple Podcast. Weather app is good, though. I'm also the most humble person on earth. No one is more humble than me. Marcus, that's awesome. Uh, every part of that tweet is great. Love to see it. Shall we talk for a moment about Jackson Churio? That's why I wanted to do something separate before we got to the Buck stuff is because I just, I look at this news and I touched on it a little bit yesterday, but I look at this news and I'm just uh, like ecstatic that this could be going down. Uh, and it seems like by all accounts, it will go down unless like somebody talks him out of it. Jackson Churio that we, we found this out in the, the story has been progressing over the last 48 hours that momentum is building with the extension talks. You're looking around an eight year deal that could still then have two team options. And that's how a lot of these work is they give you the eight years, 80 million, that'd be about 10 million bucks. And then there's two team options. So already the guy's going to agree to eight years. And then you, you have team options for another two, which I don't know why they, the player agrees to that, but that is what they seem to agree to. I'll read the John Heyman tweet. Top center field prospect Jackson Churio, 19, and the Brewers are expected to complete today the richest contract ever for a player who has yet to reach the big leagues. The deal is expected to be for eight guaranteed years, close to $80 million, include two team options. Um, playing under the assumption that this is either going to happen or has happened. I don't understand how. So, okay, I guess I do understand for a minute. If you're if you're just a normal fan and, you know, you're not minor league hunting or whatever, and maybe you've heard the name Churio once or twice, but all of a sudden you hear this report that the Brewers are going to give this 19-year-old kid who really hasn't played any higher than uh, A-ball, double A-ball consistently. Um, and that'd be a good time. Uh, our guy Javik Blake. I talked to him. It's on YouTube. It's on the Apple. I talked to him because he was the voice of the Biloxi Shuckers. And uh, he was calling a bunch of Churio's games. So if you want to go back and check that one out, um, it, that's really cool with all the Jackson Churio news. 
just because he was able to cover it and and talk to him and, and meet the guy and will be a, kind of a part of each other's stories, you know, got the call my games and that level of play. And, and Javik Blake's got all these highlights that he can, you know, put on his tape with uh, Jackson Churio, not too bad. But if you don't know much about him, you're like, wait, wait, wait a minute. What? The Brewers are going to give a guy guaranteed eight years who's 19 and uh, what? I get the initial, like the initial, like, huh? But all you need to do is like a quick Google search or ask somebody that's Brewers knowledgeable. And if you're, if you're familiar with Jackson Churio at all, like I, and I only make those qualifications to, to be like uh diplomatic. Cause really, if you hear that Jackson Churio is going to sign with the Brewers for the next eight years guaranteed, and then there's two club options after that, uh, within within a fucking millisecond, you should be excited about this. Jackson Churio, if if he doesn't do this, he's going to come up here. We're going to have to dick around with his service time. We're going to have him for a few years. We're going to do arbitration on him. He's going to cost so much more money. Then he'll get to the end of his contract. We're not going to be able to afford the arbitration. And then we're going to have to trade him or let him walk in four or five years. A guy that the Brewers, you know, found, put in their system and all that stuff. And somebody else is going to, and he's going to be in pinstripe somewhere, making $400 million for on a seven-year deal. You, I mean, if you're the Brewers, this is an absolute no-brainer. And you have to like, like, you want him to sign first because if you're Matt Arnold, he's going to see your pen shaking about how, like, you can't believe this is actually happening. Okay? You're going to go to sign that contract and be like, I can't believe this. He's actually going to sign this. That's what it's going to be like. So make sure he signs first. Um, This is an absolute no-brainer. Okay, well, what if, what if, what if, what if? The Brewers, man, they can't afford to play in what ifs. They, they have to, if, if, if Churro's willing to do this, they have to do it. Well, you want to draft this guy in the first round? Well, what if, you know, he's not been playing basketball that long. He's really only playing in second level Greece. What if it doesn't work out? You wasted a first round pick. Well, guess what? That was Giannis. Sometimes you hit on these guys, sometimes you don't. And it would be a different kind of risk than Brewers fans are used to, but this is the kind of shit they need to do. They are a small market team. They will always be a small market team. I mean, this whole council thing, I think that like, you know, there's a lot of Brewer fans. There are, there's a lot of Brewer fans, but the minute we got tied up with the Chicago shit in council, it felt like, it felt like an invasion. It felt like, oh, our army cannot cannot handle the amount of of people here that are coming after us. This this Cubs battalion is just so much greater in size, and with more fans comes more money, comes more resources, comes more success, most likely. So the smaller market teams have to kind of figure out and manipulate the way to do things, and that, that's what's happening. And and I applaud the Brewers for trying to do this. It's aggressive. It's not something that we see a lot. We've seen it in a few cases. It'd certainly be the most guaranteed money to a guy who's never played in a major league uniform ever. Uh, And so, yeah, there's going to be inherent risk to that. 
but there's there was risk when uh, Neil Armstrong stepped on the moon uh, for the first time, which was totally uh, real. By the way, fun trivia question. It was Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, and Michael Collins is the third guy. So if you're ever in a trivia contest and you got to remember who the third guy was, it's Michael Collins. That is a piece of information that I have chosen to retain just in case that ever comes up. It never has. Um, but if I'm in a, in a trivia master game someday or on who wants to be a millionaire, um, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's what I'll, that's what I'll retain. I'll say, Oh fuck. I know this one. Listen to my podcast. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here I've, I've talked about this before. If you, if you listen to my podcast, you'll hear, I said it, uh, very excited about Jackson Shurio long-term. Uh, what I had said too is I compared like who else is making money at that range. So average annual salary of baseball players that are making about 10 million. So what does 10 million get you? 10 million gets you Marcana. Marcana could have Brewers could have accepted that option. That's 10 million bucks. You want Marcana or you want Jackson Churio? Here's who's making around 11 and a half to nine and a half million dollars in baseball. Rafael Montero, 32-year-old relief pitcher, Astros. Jake Cronenworth, 29-year-old first base, uh, Padres. Some of these are better deals than others. Sandy Alcantara, that's a good deal with the Marlins, the pitcher. Bo Bichette, 11 million, he's 24. Eugenio Suarez, 11 million. Steven Matz, remember when he was good? He got a four-year deal for 44 million at age 30. Is that a good deal? Joey Gallo's making 11 million. Is that a good deal? Taylor Rogers, uh, $11 million relief pitcher. Is that a good deal? Lance Lynn just signed one year, $11 million. Is that good? Would you rather have Churio? Randall Gritchick's making $10 million to sort of play outfield. Lucas Giolito has been cut like seven times this year, 10 million bucks. JP Crawford, 27, 10 million. James McCann, catcher, 30, 10 million. Antonio uh, Senzatella, $10 million. Blake Snell, there you go, 26, 10 million. James Paxson, 33-year-old pitcher, Red Sox, 10 million bucks. Alex Cobb, who? Pitcher, 34, 10 million. Matt Boyd, 10 million. Remember when the Brewers were going to trade for him? Jordan Montgomery, David Robertson, Christian Vasquez, J.D. Martinez, Ermin Marquez, Craig Kimbrell, Manuel Margot, Daniel Bard, Drew Smiley. Got 10 million per. I don't I don't know a guy I take over Jackson Churio in that. So it's already it's a good deal. Uh Cone, Cone Roller had a comment. Churio would then be the second highest paid brewer while proving absolutely nothing at the big league level. Why are we proposing to our high school girlfriend on graduation day? And my response is we live in Finley, Wisconsin. We live in a small town population 80. It's a shithole, and you get out the minute that you can. Okay. And you're dating a girl. And for whatever reason, whatever was in the water, maybe they're not from there. Maybe their car broke down and they never moved. Uh, no one came to save them, but there's a girl who looks a little different than all the other girls acts a little different. She is a, she is a catch of all catches. She's a 10 in New York. She's a hundred, uh, 100 in Finley. And she, she wants to stay with you. She wants to be with you. So you marry her as an eighth grader. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. 
you marry her the minute that you legally can consent to marriage. Um, you know, in the movies, in the movies, you would, you would, the, who at one of the, in the, in the movies, uh, she would never mind. Just fucking forget about it. Uh, RK on Twitter says, I can't believe there are actually people against this move. I don't get how we're the same species. And that's what I'm trying to figure out lately, man. Things that seem so obvious to me. Lock up Jackson Cheerio. Don't call for a coach's firing after 10 games. Be furious that Craig Council went to the Cubs. It just seems like the, the pushback to, to that is so obvious. And as I've said, I've had plenty of takes that have been shit or that have been a risk or that have been, like, debatable. But my Lord. It seems like the more confident I've become in something, the more loud the uh, opposite approach to that is. It's really quite baffling. I don't understand what's happening. I really don't. I feel like either people just don't give a fuck anymore or social media has gotten weird or maybe I'm dumb. I don't know. Uh, One thing that is not dumb one thing that actually is a great idea is going to Tupelo Honey downtown in Milwaukee, uh, right near the third ward there, right by 794, uh, by those pickleball courts. It is uh, right near the public market. These are very good directions. Clyburn and Broadway. It's a southern kitchen and bar type atmosphere. Uh, they've got brunch on the weekends. They serve breakfast during the week. They've got great food as well and they do have a location in milwaukee and you can get some really delicious stuff uh the mac and cheese waffles how have i not tried that yet the mac and cheese waffles with Asheville hot fried chicken how have i not tried that yet sriracha honey fried chicken i did get the last time uh steak and eggs you can get the avocado toast i had last time the the cool guy i am uh, the sandwiches look great. I got to get back, get a sweet and spicy chicken, avocado melt. Dessert's really good. The Southern sodas are very good. Um, I got to dip into some of the beer and, and those specialties. So it's it's really a, a great time, a great environment, a great part of that downtown. And uh, thanks to all of you guys who have been going there. TupeloHoneyCafe.com. That's where you get your reservations in. And I hope to see you down there sometime here. Uh, in the month of December, TupeloHoneyCafe.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got some Carl's Place voicemails for you all. Carl's Place, carlovet.com backslash Bart. Vincent in Anaheim, late on the show yesterday. I got to a voicemail from him. He wanted to know Matt in the Falls' thoughts on the Minnesota Wild firing their coach, Dean Evison, former Admirals coach. All right, your boys talked to him a time or two. Well, here's our Minnesota Wild correspondent, Matt in the Falls. Hello, this is your Minnesota Wild correspondent. Um, bring in some, some rough news. Um, Dean Evison was fired recently, a couple nights ago. Um, we got our first win without him last night. Um, I mean, it had to be done. It hurts. You know, we've made the playoffs four years in a row, um, but we haven't won the series. And we started out this year just truly dreadfully. Like, but this is not the same hockey team that I thought that I thought that I would be watching. But we're like one of the worst teams in the NHL this year, and we our roster is so much better than that. It's crazy. I mean, we're getting no production from Kaprizov, nothing from Boldy. Goaltending has been abysmal. We, should, we last year we had two goaltenders who were both, you know, high quality starting goaltenders that could have played for other teams, and now neither of them are any good. Um, so it's it's just not a good situation up in Minnesota right now. And uh, ooh, a little fight here. Sorry, watching uh, Red Wings Rangers. Pretty oh. good game so far. Mm. Um, you know what else are you going to do on a Wednesday night and watch some exciting hockey because it's a cool sport. Um, yeah, so we'll see how this goes. Um, new coach, I don't know much about him. Um, he's got some experience, so that's good. It's not going to be like an Adrian Griffin thing where we just bring in some, some guy and say, hey, here, try to coach this professional hockey team. You've never done this before, but just give it a shot. Um, so hopefully we'll be uh, we'll be right in the ship because, wow, it's just been a terrible year, Bart. Terrible year. Oh, wow. Uh, I really had no idea about anything hockey. I was going to go when I went to Pittsburgh to the Penguins game. They played the, um, they played the Sabres, my guys. But... Tickets were way too expensive. How are the Wild doing? The Wild, what conference are they in? The West? Well, the Blackhawks are bad? Hmm, I got no idea. Wild are second last in the Central Division. I just, my my brain can't do it. I've tried. My brain can't do it, but I know there's some of you that like hockey. I actually got a complaint on the uh, episode I did with Tim Shea. We talked a lot of Badgers, did not mention hockey. Look, there's a lot of great sports to like for the Badgers. But if they're not good in football or basketball, I'm not going to I'm not going to make myself feel better and, and support another team they have. Well, basketball and football are down, but holy shit, have you seen have you seen their wrestling team? Do they even have one? 
I know they don't have baseball. That sucks. That makes no sense. If they had a baseball team, I maybe would get into it. All right, here is Brick in West Dallas, 402-915-BART, 402-915-2278, that number on the Bart Winkler X page. Good morning, Bart. It's on Thursday. I just wanted to say great content on the live stream. I was dying when the Q called out Jake for hearing, hearing what he wanted to hear after just Completely railing on people for hearing what they want to hear. Loved it. Awesome content. Um, super happy about the Bucks in season tournament. I am all in on this because I watch, you know, European soccer and I love the cups and all that stuff. Gives everyone kind of a shot and actually accomplishing something in a given season versus just the top couple of teams. Uh, let's just do away with the funky courts. If you want to do a commemorative court or something, just do something that doesn't look god-awful. Uh, otherwise, I am all in. I'm in for the ship. Let's do it. I've been saying that since day one. Let's go get that in-season IST ring, baby. Let's go. Uh, I had a uh, kind of off-the-wall take here. I don't know if it's off-the-wall, but kind of off-the-wall topic. I know you don't like to talk it, but Aaron Rodgers, I know you've been saying on and on and on that he's not coming back, and I agree with you. I don't, I don't think he is, but the Jets opened up his 21-day practice window. Uh, that he can come back. And one thing that I thought of the immunized versus vaccinated topic way back when, that he got tricky with his words and how he said stuff, he said, and it said that he tore his Achilles, right? Well, technically, a sprain or a strain is a partial or slight tear. Depends on the on how much is torn is what grade it is. Never did they come out and say it's completely torn. Yeah, we saw the damage to it when he stepped, but it could have been just a pretty nasty sprain versus a complete tear that didn't need to be fully repaired like a Kobe or like a Kirk Cousins was going to need. So that's my thought on that. Talk about it if you want. I don't. I know you kind of get fed up with Roger's talk. So sprain equals a tear. Roger said it was torn. You know how he likes to play with his words to get attention. Um, but also the other day, sorry, one last thing. The other day I saw a clip from the Pat McAfee show and Rogers was talking about football, about cadences and how cadences have changed over time and whose cadences he likes and that kind of stuff. And it was awesome. Great. Love it. Rogers is one of the most interesting people in the world when he's talking about football because his mind works better than the rest of ours when it comes to football. So probably coming up on my time limit here. So I'm going to let you go. The voicemail go. I hope everyone has the data they deserve, especially Craig Council. Fuck you. <laughs> I've said that about Rodgers, too. Rodgers talking about football is captivating. It is compelling. It is interesting. Um, and I, I love it. I, I still, if I catch him talking about football, I that's what I'm watching now. Rodgers talking about football, I will actively go out and listen to. It's all the other shit. It's, it's just, it's I don't know. You know where I'm at. What's going to happen is he's not going to come back. There's there's a lot of other shit and good shit going on to talk about that we can talk about besides, oh, fuck. Just annoying. And then if it does come out that he was, like, lying or embellished it, no one will care. You know, you support Rodgers, you support Rodgers. You won't care. 
You won't care. That's where we're at. Very polarizing guy, and people are entrenched in him. I can at least admit some of this stuff. I I admit that he does good uh, with charities. I admit that, you know, he, I think, is very complimentary of Jordan Love when he doesn't have to be and really does wish for his success. I think that's great. Uh, I do love that he denied Joe Namath's uh, number when Joe said it was fine and he respected Joe's career. I like hearing him talk about football. I'm just, I, I think uh, he just needs a hug, man. He just needs a hug. All right, we'll talk some bucks here coming up. Uh, you can save a bunch of bucks by going to omahasteaks.com. Put Bart Winkler in the search bar. There's a $99 package, burgers and steaks and meat and uh, the agratin potatoes. Agratin? I just call them AG potatoes. Uh, And then you can get all that and then get a discount even more so. So check it out. Omaha Steaks. (laughs) That's, That's what you do when you don't have a read in front of you. OmahaStakes.com. Put Bart in the search bar. We'll talk some bucks. Come out of that. Bucks lose to the Bulls 120 to 113. They had an opportunity to win this game. They were up three heading into overtime, and they let Alex Caruso take a shot, and he scored. Uh, and, he, and, and it went. the ball went in the hoop. So that meant overtime. Uh, After that overtime, the bucks, you know, had some chances to win the game and then they did not. The bulls won this game. This was a game that the bulls probably should have won anyway. Uh, I think whatever the bucks are doing, they got in kind of a habit that they can just try when they want to, and they need to break that habit. So the initial title of, this YouTube was Chicago Bulls become the first victim or become another victim of Bucks not trying until they feel like it. Uh, now the title of this YouTube on the Dan Shaney YouTube stream is Bucks realize they can't play the comeback card forever, lose to the Chicago Bulls. And I wonder how much of the discussion now is going to be about the one thing that I just don't know if I feel like discussing it tonight because it can't. We can't do it. We can't do this every time the Bucks. Well, I mean, not even not even lose, but every time they just flat out play, there's got to be a whole discourse on Adrian Griffin. Remember, the last time the Bucks played the Bulls, they won by nine. That was November 13th. In that time, it's been all Adrian Griffin talk, and in that time, his team went eight and one. Now eight and two. So since that article was written on Brew Hoop, okay, just shout out for what it is. Well, since the article, the Bucks have gone seven and two, and they lost by three to Boston, and they lost to the Bulls. Both of the losses were similar where they were down big and then came back and rallied, but it just wasn't enough. So I've already seen uh, some garbage out there. Dean of all the Bucks had a scale that if kid is a zero and Bud is a 10, uh, Adrian Griffin's a minus three. That was his first tweet since July. 
Peter Bukowski of Locked On Packers, Locked On Today, eight minutes ago, says there's still a non-zero chance Doc Rivers is the coach of the Bucks by Valentine's Day. I mean, what are we doing? Let's read some of the comments on YouTube. Man. All right. Andre says, pathetic, with at least 15 exclamation points. Alex takes a rational approach, says, bummer, they should have won this one. Can't win them all. Richard says, Lillard disappeared. Now, I know at one point, late in the fourth quarter, he had just one point in the second half. Was giving the ball up to Beasley, who was knocking down some threes, and Lopez, too. John says, are we allowed to complain about fouling, not fouling up three, or is that racist? That's a pretty stupid, that's dumb. That's, that's dumb. That's, that's a dumb, that's a dumb thing. I know who this is. That is a dumb thing. You're not backdooring your way into this. No, not doing that. Uh, Adam says, is the Milwaukee Bucks franchise just a jobs program for star players and their less talented brothers? Wow. You guys are not excited tonight. Jake says, are we still going to pretend like we don't have a coaching issue? Wow. Chris says, this coach sucks. Q says, I'm not calling in tonight. People are so dumb about regular season NBA. Embarrassing losing to this team. Uh, okay. I don't think they should have lost this game. But they did. And I would say not following up three is a big reason. But also, don't get down to 12 points against the Bucks in the quarter. I think Tyler, are you at the game? Can you see me? Yeah. Yeah. Are you you were you at the United Center? Uh, we got we got boots on the ground over here. Boots on the ground in Chicago. <laughs> I've been talking trash, but we got we got a big loss today. But here's my deal, man. How do you like? They're playing Bochamp and Ajax in the third. I don't think they care. Like Giannis wasn't even sweating. We really should not be taking these games that serious. I think Dame looked a little frustrated towards the end, but he was also not asking for the ball. He was passing it. I just, I can't take these games that seriously. Um, yeah, well, a lot of people are going to. But I don't know how serious the Bucks are taking these games. And if you I mean, want to decide that that's a coaching problem, um, that's fine. I just don't like the Bucks. I don't know. Here, I want to read one tweet from Martinez. I think it's obvious now that this version of this Bucks team isn't trying to blow teams out. These cats are really taking the third, first to third quarter as an extended practice to work on chemistry and live action. And we can assume that, say that. And if they're doing it, I think it would calm people down if we just knew that. I think a lot of people are upset because they're expecting – top-notch 100 out of 100 bucks play they're expecting playoff bucks basketball uh six weeks after we started with a new superstar and a new head coach so i think that's 
I think that's where the disconnect is, is people are expecting championship basketball on November 30th. Now, I'm not excusing a loss to the Bulls. And I, I bet you if DeRozan and uh, what's-his-nuts, Levine played, that the Bulls do lose this game because they fucking suck with those guys. But you give some other guys some playing time, they have an opportunity to beat the Bucks. they fucking beat the Bucks. I mean, the pick and roll between Giannis and Dame is just non-existent right now. They're trying to figure it out. Even when they do it, they shoot it off, right? It's not like Giannis sets the screen and then Dame shoots right away. It's they're throwing it to the third guy. They're, I think they're just playing around. I don't, I just don't think these games matter, and it's going to be a lot to, for me to convince me otherwise. And we talked for years how coaches don't matter, and you're telling me that like these early. November games are supposed to take that much credit for. I, I just, I don't know, man. I've seen Giannis sweat. I've seen him. He wasn't even sweating tonight. I've seen him. He wasn't driving towards the hoop. He wasn't putting his body on the line. I, I think it's just a game. And yeah, I don't well, know. And if it's just a game for them, it's clearly more than that for the Bulls, and they're going to beat you. That's the oh, this is the biggest moment of the Bulls' year. <laughs> well, that this, and then right – the second biggest will be when they trade Caruso, and the first biggest will be when they trade Levine. Yeah, we ain't getting either of them. But is there a decent amount of Bucks fans tonight, or no? It didn't sound like it. I just wondered if people made the trip. So it's Greek towns right here. So like the Greek group. There's. I, I thought everyone was a Wisconsin person. I wanted to talk to them, but no, everyone's just Greek people in Chicago. So that's a big part of the group. That's why you're hearing a lot of screaming from Giannis doing something. All right. Well, Tyler, thanks for the BOTG. Yeah, man. Pleasure. Pleasure to join. We're always Take here. Anytime. Boots on the ground with Tyler, who is in Chicago. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Got some uh, unfriendlies in the stream tonight. Bearded Gamers back. Hello there, old friend. How about them bulls? I figured a bull fan or two would jump in here tonight. I don't know where this guy's coming from. Chasing Dream says, y'all trash barely won against my Miami Heat with no butler or hero. Can't wait till the playoffs. Y'all sorry motherfuckers. Oh. Again, I, I, am, I am a beacon for the opposing teams, it seems like. I got Ben L here. I'll bring him in in just a second. Remember, happy place, him and that code BART should work through the, uh, well, BART works forever, 25% off. BORT works through the end of the week. 30% off. Shout out to uh, Jean. Just told me she picked up some more Sleepy Time CBD, CBN gummies and some lip balm. Remember Delta 8s, Delta 9s, uh, THC, CBD, CBDN, CBG, 
a lot of different gummies that you can try. I recommend just, I'm, I'm, I mean, I recommend just getting a sampler pack right away. Get a sampler pack, see what they're like, see what they do to you, see how they affect you, see how they help you sleep or what helps you feel good or whatever. whatever. And then order again because the code works every time. Happyplacehemp.com, happyplacehemp.com, promo code BORT this week for 30% off. And BART always works for 25. All right, Ben L on the headset. How, how can we take the game seriously when they literally inbound the ball to Giannis to get fouled at the end of the game to take the last two free throws? Yeah, what was that about? I mean, made them. <laughs> They're giving them time to be good in the clutch for free throws? I don't know. I mean, in a playoff game, they're never doing that, right? I fucking hope not. <laughs> so we won the game. I don't know, I don't know that I can answer that. <laughs> you can't be serious, like. If you're out there as a Bucks fan and you're worried that we that the Bucks were taking this game seriously, just look at look. I mean, that block of Giannis at the end of the game that was the end of the game. The game was over. On uh, what's his nuts? Yeah. So we should have fouled, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then and then they lost the game. I got another Cubs fan here. Y'all suck. We take counsel, and now this Cubs fan, <laughs> Bulls fan. You got some good trolls. I love it. Um, Nick says, show some damn life and that you care about playing and winning. Adam says, I think if the team isn't going to take it serious, then they're, that's radiating to the fans. We can either be pissed or find some humor in it. Taylor says, let's be sad that today was Carol Meekins last day at TMJ four, rather than lose our shit over this isolated loss. Brewers kill eight, two, three says, hear me out. Dane literally mailed this in. Dude was lazy. You could see it in his body language. I don't know. I mean, he had like four assists in like five minutes. I'm... So quarters one through three I watched um, on a computer while hosting a radio show while also watching Cowboys Seahawks. Yeah. Is, is, the, is my reflection of watching quarter four that – they just kind of seem like they're running at 75% speed. Like, is that accurate? Was this the whole game problem? I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of confused why we're like the whole one through three, we're not trying. And then in the fourth, we are like, I guess in the past, I would be like, well, this is great. Cause it, it, you know, it's going to help for playoffs and whatever, but I don't think that's what's going on here. I, they were up like nine, nothing right away. And I'm like, okay, this will be a blowout. It bulls aren't playing anybody good. Let's just make this an easy one. And then, uh, you know, I you know, don't want to blow nine. people out. If they you can need blow to come out. back on Sunday, they need to come back against the heat. They, they need to, it's like, this yeah, is, that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, why don't we just, why aren't we playing to blow a team out and then rest in the fourth? Yeah. I don't, I don't know either. Like, why is every night a struggle instead of, Three out of four nights were up 15 in the fourth. And I don't think this is like so there's a there's Maybe a lot of struggle, but there's a lot of big picture buck stuff going on, and a lot of it's centered around new coach trying to figure shit out. And some people are gonna have patience with that, some people are not. Uh, and so that's kind of going on in the background of all these conversations, and people bring it up all the time. But I think like tonight, if you're just gonna individually look at tonight. Yes, it's one game. This will have little effect on anything that happens. It's, you know, whatever. 
But also, I think like if you sat down and watched this game tonight, what was this? Was what was this? What the fuck? What, what was this? This was this was sloppy, shitty, dumb. This wasn't a good basketball game. And you're not you're, you can have those across 82 games. I think like if this happened Saturday against the Hawks, okay, whatever. We're watching college football. We're out. It's a weekend. This happened on a Thursday night. People are watching the game. If they can get it on Bally's, of course. Yeah. Uh, and and it's just like what the fuck? What the fuck was this? It's just like a. It's so what the fuck was this that it's like I don't even what's even the breakdown like what, what the fuck yeah the yeah the breakdown you're right they should have followed at the end of the game I saw a couple people if they, it, yeah if it's a playoff game and you want good coaching you follow at the end of the game to lock it up uh, red guy's back he says these rednecks in Milwaukee need to take gummies to get over these horrible losses clever yeah well first of all twenty five percent off this week thirty. Also, this is the Bucks' sixth loss of the season. If we're taking gummies for six losses, what the fuck are you guys hitting for your 14? Okay. Uh, Chicago, I'd be careful what you say. I mean, what, what, are, what are you guys discarding in the trash? Um, just a lot of great comments on here. Fun. Uh, Jake's here. Hot take, Jake. Thoughts? Well, that sucked. <laughs> um, yeah, the the quarters one through three thing, like you can only do that for so long before that's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Um, at some point, you do have to give some, you know, modicum of effort in those quarters if you expect, especially to put good teams away. Uh, maybe tonight is a good learning tool for them to say, oh yeah, even against shit teams like Chicago. Um, we do have to kind of try a little bit and not just expect Dame to take the ball and go do his thing in the fourth. Um, Dame was weird tonight. He is like a a maestro with the basketball, but in the fourth quarter and in overtime, it was like, what is this orange orb that you are handing me? I don't know what this is, what I'm supposed to do with it. Very, very um, uncharacteristic for him. And it would have been nice if Chris Middleton showed up. That contract is going to be a problem if it's not already. Uh, we need more from the $30 million man and uh bad night for the Griff lovers or the, the Griff guys and gals. Cause he had a bad night tonight from the rotations. But is, this um, where we're at? is this where we're at Jake? Is, is every game, is every game going to be the same discourse or is this, is it going to be Middleton contract and Griff fire meter? Well, I mean, when it comes down to it, that, that's it, annoying. And I will, I'll quit doing this and I'll go fucking, I'll go DoorDash again if that's what we're going to do. Well, if it calls for it, he should be allowed to be criticized. Both those guys should be allowed to be criticized. I just think Bucks fans are weird when it comes to certain people. Like, Bobby Portis has a bad game, and they are ravenous. They want his head on a pike. Middleton has a bad game. It's like that meme with Gordon Ramsay and the kid. Like, oh, you're so special. You're so beautiful. Don't ever talk bad about Middleton. Um, but I, I do want to talk about the some of the miscues from Griff tonight. I mentioned the rotations. Um there was some moments in the fourth there, like the inbounds play where they got it to Giannis. He, they bailed him out by Giannis hitting those two free throws because why was he not the one inbounding the ball in the first place? Um, that was a, a big miscue. And then the, the one that annoyed me most, and I was screaming at, about it, you're up three. They have five seconds. When they inbound the ball, take a damn foul. What do they do? 
they, they're switching on defense. They get freaking Caruso on Lopez, who should not have even been on the floor in the first place. The only reason you would have him in there is for interior defense. And down three, they're not taking the ball towards the hoop. Get your best perimeter defenders out there. They don't foul. Sure enough, Caruso hits the stupid pull-it-out-of-his-ass miracle shot. And at that point, it was elementary. You, the momentum had shifted. Momentum is real in basketball. And to me, that was just, uh, you know, the last five minutes was a formality. They weren't winning tonight. Ben, any thoughts on any of that? Well, I think the third topic, not the Chris Middleton or Griff talk, is we need to start blowing a couple teams out. Quarters one through three need to matter somewhat because otherwise we're going to have our our stars you know, playing tough minutes at the end of the game, and that's when you get injured, I think, instead of having some rest at the end of the game. But I agree with what Jake said. You know, it is Griff's loss. I mean, that whole sequence, that whole last minute could have been managed properly. Yeah. Um, Stalis Tom says, I don't want to talk about the obvious problems. I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not coming on here and saying Adrian Griffin is great. And I don't, not coming on here and saying he's absolved from all criticism. I just think that we went from, like I, I would, I would, I would enjoy um, nice discussion about what our coach is, what he's bringing to the table, what what we think that can be improved, how we're seeing him grow. If we're not seeing him grow, I would, I would enjoy that kind of discussion. Um, but right away, it went to firing, and that's no. not anybody in the anybody that's. I'm not saying fire him. I want to see in the next couple of weeks some blowouts. To see if yeah, you can orchestrate too. some blowouts. I do too, and I think that would be good for everybody. Um, I, I just we went right away. I mean, we as Bucks, whatever we are, we went right away to fire the coach, and so now we can't talk about Griffin because it's always about firing. And I'm I feel like I fire Griffin though, because I don't know if I've ever heard it once on this show. I've never said it. Well, I bring it up, but other people say other people have said it a lot on here. The comments are always saying it. I don't yeah, know. I, I love the comments. Again, you got to remember, Bart. The Eric says I made him with the internet because I bullied him about Griff. Yeah, um, that went too far. I feel bad for Paul on that one. I didn't bully no shit. No, I know it wasn't your fault, but people are just, uh, yeah. Henny God says, "Admit hiring a rookie coach was a mistake." And I, well, this is what I said the other day. This may not have been a good decision, but you committed it, to it. But they're not going to fire him right now. So if you want Griff fired, like it may have been a bad decision. They they did not know that they were getting Dame here. Okay, I I don't I don't know that I would have whatever. It may have been a bad decision. They may they may end up firing him. He may not make the season. We can't do it in November, and now it'll be December. But I've said it all along. I've said this. I've said this before. I'll reiterate. If Adrian Griffin's getting fired, it's going to be in March, no sooner. It's going to be in March where they get a guy, and maybe it's Bukowski's boy Doc Rivers, or or promote Prunty or do something. But I don't see that happening. Well, I, and I, I think I'll, I'll defend you here a little bit, Bart, because uh, I said you were like the face of, you know, you were like John Cena back in 2021. Never give up, hustle, loyalty, respect. I'm putting my chairs out on the street. 
and that positivity can be rare. Um, but in the same token, last year when they were down 2-1 to Miami and I said, this team's in trouble, you were like, dude, they're not losing to the eighth seed. It's not happening. You need to chill. And I think sometimes the positivity can be a little bit blinding. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I, just, I don't think that we need to jump to the craziest conclusion right away. But honestly, this is probably a hot take. Is Doc Rivers better than Griff? I don't want Doc. I don't want. I don't want Doc. No. No. Like I, I would. What two thousand eight? That's fifteen years ago. Can I tell you who I want? Jake here. Here, I got a couple more comments. All right, peace. Oh, you can stay. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was just doing a professional reset. Yeah, you have a very calming influence on this show. I like it. Well, thanks. Yeah, Yeah. that's the hottest take so far, though. I What's want that? Mike Boonholzer. That's who I want. Better than Griff. Oh, that is that scorching. <laughs> Just bring back Bud. He can be our version of Billy Martin on the Yankees. Uh, Elm says that loss was on Dame. No points in second half for overtime. Well, he did have the one. Um, Stalis Tom says as Dame goes, so go the Bucks. He needs thirty-five a night. I don't know if that's true, but what did he have? No, that's not true. He only had nineteen. Eighteen. One of six for three, which Q brought up. I will say this about Dame. I did have a moment tonight where this thought went through my head, and it was a fleeting moment. But do you remember that game where people were criticizing, or back in the day, people were criticizing Kobe for shooting too much? And then the next game, he went out and did not shoot a shot in like the second half, and they lost to Dallas by like three. It was a nationally televised game. I have that thought for a second, and I'm like, something going on here because he literally did look like he was actively not trying to shoot for a minute maybe i was seeing things well and you got to remember we didn't have pat Connaughton tonight so true and andre jackson jr went down so yeah and andre jackson jr but what we do, I have do love is, me some ajax what we do have is this nice merch from four golf four golf apparel.com promo code bart 10 percent off all orders i got the Long sleeve on because I needed something to fit my dad bod, and these are great at that. Maybe you so- know who you remind me of right now? <laughs> Frank Costanza. Do I look like Frank Costanza? Yeah, I don't know why that color and just you know just reminds me of something that George's dad would wear. I could see me looking like a young Frank Costanza. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. Um, I can do. Yeah. Uh, people are asking about Griff and Giannis and. Uh, did horse want nurse instead? And he went with Griffin or he went with Giannis. Uh, I don't know how much of Giannis focusing on Griff. I don't, I I don't know how much like, it's not like Bud got fired and Giannis ran to horse office and said, go get the assistant coach in Toronto. No, but I think he was the deciding factor for sure. I don't know. He wanted a former player. Well then, 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 then we got to blame Giannis if everybody hit Griff. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you got to protect Giannis from himself. Remember, he lost his shit when Kid got fired, and he tried to get Kid rehired after they fired him. Oh God. Corey says this team isn't built to blow teams out. Every game will look the same, whether it's the Bulls or Celtics. We'll grind teams out to the last seconds of the fourth, where we have the biggest advantage. That's not it's a pretty true. dangerous game. It's not true. I got uh, Ben and Jake, and here is Cone Roller back on the stream. <laughs> What's up? What's up, Cone? Oh. 
you know, this discussion is sounding a lot like Badger basketball with how we, you know, go from one end of the spectrum of firing Greg Gard to loving him and offering him a life contract. Exactly. Is Greg going to do a Griffin Gage? Yeah. Griffin Gage? I don't know. I'd be like in the middle all the time, probably. Unless they drop to somewhere, anywhere near 500, then I would sound the alarm. But I just don't see it happening. Maybe the Bucks just need in-season tournament pressure to. Yeah, yeah. They got the one seed. That's that's on Griff's resume. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah, like you can have as many championships as Doc before the season's over. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that Doc Rivers ever fucking won an in-season tournament game. <laughs> no. hey, how about this scenario? What if Griff wins the in-season tournament and then gets fired afterwards? <laughs> Does it's like winning during COVID, right? The Lakers ship. Yeah, and then they fired yeah. Hogan not too long after. Disney chip. Will the in-season tournament, say in 50 years, will we look back at players and judge them on their legacy of in-season tournament wins? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, well, he's a three-time MVP. Are we going to have a banner? In-season we tournament. drop a banner? Never, never was able to get over the hump. Well, and remember we had like the guys that they they became the COVID guys like uh, TJ Warren and people thought Jamal Murray for a minute. Maybe we'll have in season tournament guys too. Like maybe Beasley yeah. will be MJ in the in season tournament. Which that also annoyed me tonight because I was getting ready to come out here after the win and praise Beasley for being what we wanted Grayson Allen to be, and then they go and freaking blow it and just ruin all the positive. Mojo I had in me. I thought Beasley had some good defense. Like he brings some decent defense. I wasn't expecting. Um, somebody in the comments said Ian says Adrian Griffin's presser. We probably should have fouled. That's on me. I will take the loss. Uh, then I don't know if this is editorial from Ian or that can't happen with a championship roster. Um Hey, what fair play to Griffin. The thing, though, in situations like that, why doesn't a player just say, fuck it, I'll follow this guy? Why does it have to be decreed by the coach? It doesn't. No. But, again, I think an experienced coach makes that message clear. Well, I think, well, Brooke, I mean, it does matter. It's follow out, whatever, six, he's out. Um, I don't know. Who was yeah, again, Brooks Middleton probably couldn't catch that him. Situation. I just searched Adrian wasn't Griffin trying. Uh, on Twitter, just the name Adrian Griffin. This just can't be about Griffin every fucking night. Well, tonight was a bad game for him, so of course he's going to get some criticism. Um, but I, like I said, fair play to him for admitting his mistake. Uh, he's got to do better. <laughs> Cohen, what else are you thinking? I didn't watch the Bucks game tonight, so I'm just kind of sitting on the back burner. But got a couple other Big Ten West rumors or East rumors. Um. Oh yeah, about what? Do we know our bowl game yet for football? Gruden to Indiana potentially. Oh, they just hired a guy. <laughs> oh, never mind then. <laughs> that's crazy. They hired uh, they hired James Madison's guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did see that. That fucking sucks when, like, coaches bring a program up from nowhere and then the whole place gets pumped and then they're just like, fucking peace. I'm going oh, to like Luke Fickle? Wington. <laughs> That's what Fickle's going to do to us. Yeah. yeah. 
He's gonna be. T- he's terrible. All right, that we're. If it's the Bucks, not a Badgers post game. So, big game on Saturday though. Badgers Marquette. Oh, yeah. oh Bart! By the way, you did call the Lions game when we were having our conversation last week. That the Packers oh. would win. Yeah. Uh, I got a prediction for this week. I heard already, but go ahead. Packers lose. No, what? Yeah. No. Going out on a limb there. Packers lose twenty-seven to twenty-four. Because I got one in my betting pool. I got I got a one, so somehow the math has to add up to one. Uh, something okay. It could be twenty-eight, twenty-three. Then okay, that's cool. Uh, it'll be something like I think Jordan Love will play well, but you're getting you're getting Jordan Love against the Chiefs' best defense in the Mahomes era against uh, Joe Barry, who's just like, yo, you can't fool Mahomes. Been in the league a long time. So it's like they're not even gonna fucking try to stop him. I think they might like play that. Not that it matters that much. Or something. They got a good look at practice this week with Clifford playing Mahomes. He did a good job. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not as I, I'm not as optimistic either about this game. I, I'm I'm like 27-20. If the Packers are gonna make the playoffs, if this is gonna be a push they're gonna do, they've got plenty of shitty guys. Our shitty teams coming up to do that against. It's just we got to get through the Chiefs first, and well, you got well, Carolina, Tampa, Chicago. I mean, I just want them to look like they belong on Sunday. Like I'm not expecting a win, but I also will say this: Packers, please either win or lose by like 14. So I'm not like invested in it and hoping that you win. Like, don't lose on last second field goal or like you know have a chance to win and throw a pick. Like just. I want a nice, easy Sunday night, please. It's the, oh, it's a Sunday nighter. They yeah. flex that, or is that how it's always been? No, I think that was scheduled. Oh, scheduled. Yeah, it's scheduled. Is the it, Chiefs did the just get flexed, though, which is hilarious. Where's the game? Yeah, Thursday night football okay. put up Bill Belichick okay. as their signature guy against the Steelers. TJ Watt for their graphic for next week. Well, they did. Ooh. Yeah, it was Patriots <laughs> Steelers. One was TJ Watt. The other was Bill Belichick because they got nobody. The game Jake's talking about is Week 15, Chiefs-Patriots. was going to be Sunday night. They changed that to Eagles at Seahawks on Monday night. No, these are Monday night. That pisses me off. Because then if people are traveling out there, they got to change all that shit. That could have been you. I know. What if I go to a game and they're like, ah, fuck it, we're on Monday now. I, I leave Monday. We fly back yeah, Monday. Bullshit. Does anybody know Aaron Jones' status? Because he's not on IR. Uh, no, Aaron Jones is on the fucking. Could come back. Is he a Packer next year? No, I don't think so. We draft a young running back and cut cut or trade Dylan too. I would have said no, but I think I think there's going to be motivation on both sides to mess with his contract, get him back maybe at a smaller number. Um, I know Aaron Jones loves Green Bay, and I don't think the market for him is going to be all that robust. So I think with – I believe he has a year left on his deal. Um, I think that they'll steep, though. It's right, deep. I think they'll come up with a number to get him back. Maybe that's just wishful thinking, too. I'm a, 
I've got a lot of love. For I AJ. think that's. I would say I'm with you. I want to think that, but I think the reality is, it's a young man's game, and he'll be 29 and a running back. Mm. Uh, any other comments? I'm gonna wrap it up. Any uh, Badger Marquette preview for this weekend? Oh. Um, I just wish I cared more. Yeah. Um. I, I don't even know that I'll watch the game. Really? I'll be watching Texas, uh, Oklahoma State. I'm like Kelsey's mom. I can't lose. I like both teams. I'm a bandwagoner for both. So whoever wins is who I wanted to win. You don't, really, you don't root for a team when it's happening? It's hard, yeah, because I went to Madison, but I grew up. My family was big Marquette people, so I have, I'm torn on basketball. Got to go with the alumni. Come on. I know, but but at the same time, it's like I know who's going to win. Like Marquette actually, no, I'm I'm going to root for Wisconsin just because I just remembered that Marjan kid is a Marquette guy, so I'm going to root for Wisconsin. Green and growing. (laughs) That's Um, rude. My last thought is really more of a request. Bart, can you please tell me? Just declare that CM Punk versus Stone Cold Steve Austin is not happening, so I can see it happen. Please. Yeah, Stone Cold doesn't wrestle. It's not happening. Let read up on the dirt sheets. There was a story today. That's all I'm saying. No. I got one thing too before I go. Doesn't sure. I, I said I'd take the bag off if the if the next team that wins a championship does a midseason tournament count. You got to go half bag. Yeah, just show <laughs> me your pretty little mouth. Oh no, that's that's I'm like down the middle. Go to a ziploc if that happens. <laughs> Get one of those sex masks. Yeah, no, get uh, get like a like a Sendix, uh plastic bag. It's a little smaller. Yeah, take off a Trader's Joe's bag to reveal a Sendix bag. <laughs> Perfect. All Don't right. take the bag off. I won't let you on. All right. Peace out. All right. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> Have a good night. All right. Bye, folks. Later. Wink reverse. Peace out. I was just going to play a couple uh, voicemails from Matt real quick. Matt in the Falls. Um, Carlos Place voicemail line, 402-915-2278. Here is Matt. Oh, that was the whole, that was a voicemail I got at 514. I did get a callback voicemail. Here's another one from Matt in the Falls, 730. Hey, Bart, it's me. Um, call back about the, the wrestling thing. Um, called earlier. was a little um, charged up because I was listening to today's episode uh, on my way home from work. Um, as I do, I, I like to split up the episode in small segments throughout the day as I can. Um, but I was listening to you guys talk about wrestling, and I was just so fed up. And it's not that, um, you know, obviously we all know wrestling is fake and all that, and I don't want to get into that and, you know, whether it's dumb or not. The thing about you guys and talking wrestling is you don't actually talk, like, there's 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 no substance whatsoever. It's all just, like, is CM Punk back? Is the AEW better than the WWE? What's going on with the WWE? Oh, the AEW was so good in the 90s. But is CM Punk back? Oh, I don't know. Grave Digger might be back. But then is this guy back? 
Like, you guys don't, there's no actual talk about any wrestling whatsoever. Like, you'd think that if this was this big thing, you would be, oh, did you see him jump off the top rope, do a bat flip, and kick him in the face? But no, you don't talk about any of that crap. Because there, there's nothing to talk about. And I, I just, it's just, it's super, just, there's nothing to it. It's, it's wasted time with no <laughs> substance whatsoever. Is, is the WWE, is Hulk Hogan coming back to the AEW? I don't fucking know. Who gives a shit? Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to laugh because you called it the AEW. Oh, we're going to, us wrestling guys are going to laugh and laugh. Matt wants more in-depth wrestling breakdowns. I can talk about Gunter's match. He gave the Miz a lot of offense at Survivor Series, but that's good for the Miz. Are they building the Miz to beat Gunter? They can't. You got to have like a younger guy beat him. Chad Gable needs to be the one to beat Gunter. I like that storyline. Uh, they've got him more on the comedy scene now. But I do like the Miz as a face. Uh, he's a natural heel, but I like when he does these little face runs. And with that, uh, we bid you adieu. Next live show will be Sunday night Packers and Chiefs. We could talk a little bit about the Bucks Hawks on that one too. That's Saturday night. And we can find out um, what happened with college football because we'll know the playoffs by then too. So all of that will be good. Stalis Tom says, open some cards. I could do one pack of cards, but then I'm going to run out. I'll do one pack of cards here. Let's go with, again, these are all for my son. Uh, and now he will be deprived of this joy because I had to open them on the internet. We've got a Donruss pack from, I don't know what year this is. I'm going to say late 80s. We got a puzzle piece. All right. That goes to the Stan Musial puzzle. Got a puzzle piece there. Oh, this is Donruss 88. We got a Hubie Brooks. Okay. We got a, who the fuck is this guy? Steve Ontiveros. Well, I can honestly say, as an avid card collector of 80s and 90s baseball, I don't think this fucking guy exists. This cannot be a real card. I have never heard of this man. Bill Pakoda. That's an interesting one. Pakoda rankings. Andy Allenson, uh, Indians great. Tim Cruz, looking good with that mustache and Dodger white. Dan Pasqua, Yankees hitter. Um, oh, love this man. Dennis Boyd, you may know him as Oil Can. I got a brewer here. Who the fuck is Jay Aldrich? Frank Tanana. Jim Dwyer. He looks old as fuck in this picture. How old is he really? 88 Donruss. Okay, he is old. He's 38. I thought this was going to be one of these things where, you know, there's like a 28-year-old guy. Like Ray Nitschke at 35 looked 80. Bob Sebra. John Pawlowski. Bill Buckner, Angels. Dave Meads. And Terry Pendleton. He had a nice career. Uh, all right. No Marquette Badgers live. I'll be on CBS on Saturday. So if anybody wants to call in and break that game down, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, Jerry says, these packs have been ass. You've been saving your kid pain. That's right. Yeah. How fucking exciting. I get my kid into baseball cards, and he opens up a goddamn Jim Dwyer. What a disaster. 
All right. See you guys later.